The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Welcome to the Friday edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. Of course, we'd love to have you send me an email at blackfocusradio at gmail.com. Hit, hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. We are there. Just send me an email. Uh, you know, hit me up. Tag me. Spread the word. By the way, you can download the show uh, from uh, Unspotify or your favorite podcast platform as well. So you can get us. We are going to go back to the video podcast here now, probably beginning next week. <clears throat> so uh, we've got some things worked out. A couple other things we've got to put uh, put into play. But overall, uh, we are going to go back to that here real soon. Okay. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you like to join the show. We'd certainly love to have you join the show uh, as well. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, we got some great black facts. Uh, we will continue with philosophy talks and some of the other vignettes that they've put together. Um couple that i made let's see let's see well we'll, we 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 uh uh i think i'll do that one right there as a matter of fact uh i like that for sure uh all right so that's what's on the agenda today all right uh we're gonna do the black fact and you know oftentimes you know since we've been in this what can, uh, how do you say it, this um, malaise of police brutality, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the TV monitor and the, the stupidity of these, these congressmen, these Republicans are amazing to me. Uh, but anyway, um, we've been in this malaise of police brutality now for years. And it doesn't seem that we're going to see our way out of it anytime soon. So, with that being said, why does this continue? Why does this continue um, to happen? You know, we march, we cry, we pray. And we die. The latest is a man by the name of Anthony Lowe. At least that's the latest video that is out. We just saw 
Tyree Nichols, what, about a week ago? Wait till you see this one. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> wow. Stunning. By the way, what, what's the definition of insanity again? Um, let's see. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's like kind of like walking out your front door and wherever you live, you have a view of walking out your front door. And you want to change that view. But you walk out that same front door every day. What you see when you walk out is the same thing you see every day. But you, you want to change it. But you do nothing to change it. You say you want to change it. But you do nothing to change it. You don't save for a house. You don't put money in the bank. You don't get your credit together. But you say you're going to change it. You go through the motions. You bitch and gripe and complain to other people. But you never do anything to change that view. Or even your life. Or even your disposition. We pray, we march, we cry, we die. We march, we cry, we pray, we die. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. going to talk about that here in a moment. We're going to talk about Anthony Lowe. If you, if you get an opportunity, Google it while we are, well, no, don't Google it while we're doing the black fact because I want you to hear the black fact. But I do want you to hear about Anthony Lowe. It was shocking. Also, we're going to talk, get more about the Nichols update, which will kind of dovetail into the Anthony Lowe story because they are one and the same in what I propose needs to be done to solve this problem. Okay? And if we get an opportunity, we'll talk about the 23-year-old woman who decided that she was going to disguise herself and play basketball Oh, gosh. Hmm. I'm just wondering, why can't she say she's, she's a 15-year-old? Huh? I said, David, that's impossible. She's 23. But no, why can't she say she's 15? 
you're telling me that a man can designate himself as a woman, and we have to respect that. You say a woman can designate herself as a man, as we have to respect that. So why can't this woman designate herself as a 15-year-old JV player? And why can't we respect that? I'm chuckling because you see the you see the inconsistency here. This is what happened when you get into that stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the story. It's fascinating. <laughs> and oh, by the way, just in case there's a white supremacy homeschooling network we need to talk about. We'll give you some information on how you can join all my uh, good redneck white friends who listen to the show. We want to make sure we get that white supremacy in there, that hatred. We, you will not replace us. We'll talk about that. And if we get an opportunity, we're going to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I, I definitely have to play a piece of uh, Ocasio-Cortez on the floor today. And I'm going to try and find the entire speech. But man, did she let them have it. And I say, sister girl, I'm behind you. <laughs> Whoa, man. It was amazing. Okay, so that's what's on the agenda today. Going to have a fun show with Friday. The bad weather is out of here, at least for now. I think we're going to get like 50s and 60s next week. You know, but then, you know, we could blink and we can get we can get a blizzard here in Arkansas. That's where we emanate from. So we'll see what happens. But at least, you know, I go out this morning and my car, is, the, the, it's, it's like my car is in a cocoon, a cocoon of ice. And I literally had to let my car warm up. I'd say at least 15 minutes before I then could get out and scrape ice. It was that bad. But the streets were great. Most of that stuff was over with. Okay. All right. So, hmm. Uh, i tell you what. Let's go ahead and do our black fact so we can get the show started right now. Dynamic black facts. Our culture, our history, our people. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're here at the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner at Stanford, where Ken teaches philosophy, and I did for 40 years. 40 memorable years, John. Now today, we're thinking about affirmative action and asking, is it too little or too much? Well, too little or too much what, Ken? Well, too little racial injustice or perhaps too much racial resentment. Well, maybe a bit of both. Affirmative action, as originally conceived, was a good thing, in my opinion. It was designed to overcome the effects of past racial discrimination when blacks were often told they need not apply. Yeah, John, but why the need for it still? The Civil Rights Act of 1964 outlawed discrimination in one fell swoop, didn't it? Oh, you're so naive, Ken. 
you think if the law says there shall be no further discrimination, then it will disappear? That you, you can't undo the lingering effects of decades and decades of racial injustice with a mere stroke of a pen. That's where affirmative action came in. Yeah, John, but how is suddenly subjecting whites to what many think of as reverse discrimination supposed to help with that? Surely you don't believe that two racial wrongs make a racial right. Well, reverse discrimination was never the idea. At least it was the original idea. The point was to level a playing field. Institutions had to act affirmatively to make sure that they were reaching candidate pools that they may have been uh, excluding for years that included minorities and, and that, they, that they were using criteria that weren't unnecessarily biased. The idea was to attract, actively seek out minorities and to remove obstacles, to openly welcome them, and to allow them to compete, but on a fair and equal terms with whites. Well, that's maybe how they thought of it then, but that's not how people think of affirmative action today, John, not at all. They think of it as a system where whites and blacks are not held to the same standards, and you get a less qualified black person being hired or admitted over a more qualified white person, all in the name of some ideal of diversity. Admittedly, affirmative action did evolve. It started out, as I described, a tool for eliminating the effects of past discrimination. It became more a tool for increasing diversity directly, at least somewhat independently of explicit discrimination. I'm not quite sure I see the difference you're getting at. Well, one is focused on fair and open processes, making sure that they're not infected with bias. The other is focused more on actual results. Well, I, I, I see that's a fair distinction. I grant you that's a fair distinction. I'm not sure it makes much of a difference in actual practice, though. Well, the second is harder to justify. Uh, it's it's a philosophically different stance. It's bound to encounter resentment and resistance from some. Why? That's because you, you don't think diversity is a good thing? Well, diversity is a very good thing, but so is individual merit. Is there supposed to be some tension between diversity and merit? Well, if there weren't a tension, then we could just focus on fairly evaluating merit and let diversity take care of itself. I'm not so sure about that. Look, what if we were given two equally qualified candidates, one of whom adds diversity and the other doesn't? Shouldn't we go with a more diverse candidate? Nice hypothetical, but are there really any ties in real life? Well, why should diversity only be used to break ties anyway? I think maybe we should question that assumption. Why can't diversity be a positive qualification all on its own? So you get extra points for being a black or being a woman. That seems to me to go against the very idea of equality. It needs to be done very carefully. It really does amount to reverse discrimination. I'm not so sure about that either. Think of it in the context of Im implicit bias, John. Uh, people have done this kind of experiment a lot. Suppose we give two hiring committees two almost identical uh, resumes with just this one teeny tiny inconsequential difference. One person has a recognizably Anglo-sounding name say Jason. The other has a recognizably African-American-sounding name, I don't know, say Jamal. Uh, shouldn't make a difference, should it? No. What's in a name? Well, but you and I both know the dirty little secret that it does matter. In experiment after experiment like this, the candidate with the black-sounding name is judged to be less qualified than the candidate with the Anglo-sounding name. And it's the same for female names, same for Hispanic names. Yeah, yeah, I know there's a lot of research on that. Uh, being John instead of Joan, same term paper, third of a point, great average Better in most cases. That's why over at Berkeley, where I'm doing some teaching now, we, we just have students identify themselves by numbers. 
But, you know, people used to hope that if we just had fair procedures and standards and actively sought out excluded people, everything would eventually be all right. We might not need affirmative action anymore. But you're kind of suggesting with all this uh, stuff that uh, implicit bias will never overcome discrimination. That's pretty depressing, Ken. Well, it's a fact, John. I mean, people prefer their own kind. And even when they think they don't, even when they think of themselves as fair-minded, open-minded people, they in fact aren't. It is depressing. Well, how can we ever be sure that we aren't being controlled by our biases and that we're honestly applying fair, equitable, and objective standards? Uh Uh-huh. I'm not sure that we can, John. That's the point. Well, that's terrific, Ken. Where's that leave us? With endless debates, lawsuits, and racial division? Nobody ever promised that achieving racial justice was going to be easy, John. Well, and to give us a feel for just how challenging the achievement of racial justice can be, we sent our roving philosophical reporter, Shuka Kalantari, to look at affirmative action. Then and now she files this report. It all began in 1961 when President John F. Kennedy issued an executive order requiring government contractors to take affirmative action to ensure equal opportunity in the workplace and in higher education. And when Americans are sent to Vietnam or West Berlin, we do not ask for whites only. It ought to be possible, therefore, for American students of any color to attend any public institution they select without having to be backed up by troops. Affirmative action was first challenged successfully in the courts in 1978. The Supreme Court ruled states could not set quotas for the number of minority students they enrolled. Fast forward a quarter century, and there are two Supreme Court cases against different schools at the University of Michigan. White applicants had sued the university, saying that applicants of color who were less qualified than they had been accepted while they had been rejected. Faye Crosby is a psychology professor at the University of California, Santa Cruz. And they said that this goes against the 14th Amendment to the Constitution that says that we need to consider every individual as an individual, not as a member of some caste or category. The University of Michigan argued that the role of a public university is to benefit the public good and provide a full education. And getting a full education entails being in contact with people from different ethnicities, hearing their points of view, and learning how to work with them. It essentially boils down to the following. In Michigan, a largely white state, the white students would be harmed if they would not be in contact with students from underrepresented minority groups. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of the law school, saying it's constitutional for a program to consider race and admissions as part of a larger decision process. But the court ruled against the undergraduate school, saying that giving an automatic boost to minorities in admissions was unconstitutional. If you read the decisions, you see that it's the same logic You have to look at every individual applicant on his or her combination of merits and then sort of stand back and say, how have we done? Do we have a diversified student body? In 2013, in the case of Fisher versus the University of Texas, the Supreme Court ruled colleges have to show they're using race in admissions only when necessary, meaning there are no other methods that could produce the same results. Today, nine states, including California, 
have eliminated affirmative action from their public universities. One effect in California is that the number of minority students doesn't reflect the state's ethnic profile. Where we're really having trouble is with African-American students. A 2014 study from the National Bureau of Economic Research found that African-American student rates at the law schools of UC Berkeley and UCLA dropped from 61 to 31 percent after affirmative action was eliminated. We need to be much more vigilant about continuing to be a ladder of opportunity for all students, including especially African-American students. UC Santa Cruz psychologist Faye Crosby says affirmative action inspires people to pay it forward. In one study, the former presidents of Princeton and Harvard tracked students of color who had been admitted to top East Coast universities through affirmative action. Those individuals later on devoted themselves to public service more so than any other category. They helped with education and with uh, public works in their local communities. Crosby says affirmative action isn't the whole answer for racial equality in higher education, but it's part of the answer. And it's a part that ripples across the whole pond because it creates better educated people of color who have a commitment to justice for all ethnicities and racial groups. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Shuka Kalantari. On iTunes Music. Focus Radio. For more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. On joinatradio.com. And don't forget, if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at 615-554-0568, and we'll hook you up with uh, a nice advertising package uh, for sure. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Hope you enjoyed that. Your thoughts on affirmative action. Of course, Happy Black History Month to people who only use a month to celebrate their blackness. <laughs> I know what you just said. I ain't black. I'm, a, I'm an American. Really? So why are they trying to take your vote? American. <laughs> All right. So coming up, I did find a clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene. We my God, I cannot believe these people are in Congress. I'm also going to read you a list of all the black authors that they basically banned in various places across the country. Okay? And when we come back, we're going to talk about Anthony Lowe. This is a story that is not getting a lot of press. Okay? We're going to talk about this. That and a lot more. It's called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Right here on joinetradio.com.
Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on JoinEdRadio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to JoinEdRadio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at JoinEdRadio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave Radio Show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on JoyNetRadio.com. Dynamic Dave. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, 
bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic Products, that's RipRub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show. I mentioned the name Anthony Lowe, and you all may not have heard of him as you had not heard of Tariq Nichols uh, up until last week. By the way, about two weeks prior, I had mentioned the shooting in Memphis, but it finally hit the news. I'm mentioning Anthony Lowe. Now, I got this information. I'll be totally honest from you. It's not. Uh, I saw it on MSNBC uh, the uh, last night on the Ari Melber show. And this happened apparently on January 26th, just a couple of days ago. <coughs> and wow. Now, as I said to you earlier in the brief monologue that I had, that we can continue to do the same things over and over again and expect a different result. And I talked about a house, okay? I, I, I talked about you living in one place and you're wanting to change the when you go out that door, you want a different view. So that means that either you're going to stay where you are or you're going to do something about changing that view, which ultimately means you're going to move. But you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to save money. You're not going to get your credit together and all the things that you need to do in order to make a move from an apartment to a home. You're not going to do any of that. But you want to go. I'm equating to the, I'm equating to that with all of this marching. Let me say it again. You march. And we march. And let me explain this. this I created this saying about five years ago. Here's what we do. When things like to read Nichols happen. We march, we get all riled up, oh, Black Lives Matter, whatever matters, you know, all of that stuff. Yet, yet, when it boils down to it, we really don't have a clue on what we're doing. Because this continues to happen. We're getting no response from the powers that be, apparently yesterday, the the Congressional Black Caucus met with um, 
met with the president, the George Floyd Policing Act is dead in the water. It's not going anywhere. They allowed Republicans to bastardize the law and slow it down with the intent of never, ever passing it. Lindsey Graham, Tim Scott. So you're marching, you're doing all this, you're meeting, you're talking to people, you're on, uh, uh, you're, you're on the talk shows, talking about what needs to ha happen. You don't even have a solution. You're just marching and talking. I'm going to get to Anthony Lowe in a moment, but I got to get this out. So then the next thing you do, you're crying. While you're marching, you're crying. Okay? You're crying because they just, you can't believe this happened to people. You can't believe that, 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 that an innocent black man could die just at a traffic stop. And white people are in denial because they can't believe it either because, oh, well, he must have did something wrong. Why didn't he just comply? <laughs> so now you're crying and you got to, but nothing's changing. So you're marching, you're doing all that stuff. You're marching, you 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 are spitting your Saturday mornings. Oh, it makes you feel good, girl. Did you go to march this morning? Yeah, girl, I was there. It was, it was a whole lot of people there. Oh, I just cried. I was just thinking about that could have been my son, and I was just marching and I was crying. I was crying. Ooh, a teeny, a teeny. That's that that's what you were doing. You were y'all were marching and crying. Okay, and then guess what else were you doing? Okay, you were marching, you were crying, and then of course you know you were praying. How long? Not long. Is this going to go on? You're crying and you're praying. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to pray that this going to change. This going to change. I know it is. I just got to keep praying. We just got to keep, keep doing it. Okay. All right. And then guess what happens? Somebody else gets killed by police. So now you're dying. So here's what you're doing. You're marching. You're crying. You're praying. And you're dying. Again, what's the definition of insanity? Uh, I, I'm harping on this because, see, this has got to change. And the only way it's going to change is that we as black people are going to have to get serious about what they are doing to us. These are nothing more than lynchings. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And expecting a different result. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm going to offer up my option again. And I'm going to keep talking about this. Until it catches on. Maybe you need to start discussing it with your friends. But before I do that. I want to tell you about. Anthony Lowe. 
You see, Anthony Lowe was a double amputee. His legs were cut off from the knee down. He apparently traveled in a wheelchair. So allegedly there was a confrontation with someone else and Mr. Lowe stabbed this individual. That's pretty bad. Don't know how you let a, w, a double amputee stab you, but they, they, I'm telling you what the police said. Okay, And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Right now, I don't believe a damn word the police say. Sorry, you've made it that way. Would like to believe you guys, but I've seen enough video now. I've seen plenty of evidence to know that you guys are liars. Just like you say, if 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 you can say that a black person, you can you you can uh, racially profile a black person just because he's black, then I can certainly um what 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 can I call it? Police profile profile you as a cop. I mean that you are potentially a danger to my life. So anything that you say, because we know the Supreme Court has allowed you to lie to people in order to get to a end that is a conviction. So I can't believe that you're telling the truth ever. Period. You got a credibility problem. Ain't my fault. It's yours. <clears throat> and it seems to me that you're not trying to do a damn thing about it to change it. So if you're not willing to change it or try to change it, I'm not willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, but the police say that this man was stabbed and they report that uh, he had some lung damage, so he got a good stab. Right now, we don't know why he was stabbed. We do know that Mr. Lowe was in a wheelchair, a double amputee. I'm going to keep repeating that. Mr. Lowe was in a wheelchair and a double amputee. So the police say that they found Mr. Lowe on, and by the way, this happened in uh, Huntington, I believe it was Huntington Beach, Huntington Park, California. And by the way, Mr. Lowe was 36. And they found Mr. Lowe, and you see video from some bystanders and apparently another video from a camera, from a, a street cam or something, which is the best video. You can see them talking to Mr. Lowe, and Mr. Lowe does have a butcher knife in his hand. Now, let me, let me park a minute and talk about why Mr. Lowe probably had that butcher knife. All right? I don't doubt that in his condition... He probably takes a lot of crap. And the fact that he was on the street, I'm pretty sure he takes a lot of crap. And he was probably, he probably had that butcher knife for protection. Don't know that to be true. That's just my conjecture here. But you're a double amputee. You're hanging out on the street. And... You got a butcher knife. And the police say you stabbed someone. So that's why they were pursuing him. Okay? So when they caught up to Mr. Lowe, Mr. Lowe was swinging the butcher knife at him. They claimed that they used tasers 
and it didn't work. Now, based on what I saw in the videos, I only saw guns pointed at him. Okay? Mr. Lowe was in his wheelchair. The police was probably 8 to 10 feet away from him with guns trained on him, right? So, Mr. Lowe climbed down out of his chair and began to hobble as if running away from the police. And as he ran away, they shot him dead. Go watch the video. I don't give a damn if he did have a knife. This man was a double amputee. He may have been three feet tall. You can try to pretend like, oh, well, he had a knife. I don't give a damn. And you say you tased him in the video that I saw and there were two angles that I got to see. There was no tasers deployed at all. When did that happen? Did it? And oh, by the way, the Huntington Park Police Department, guess what? They don't wear body cams. Ain't that something? Well, well, well. Now, you might argue, and you could very well argue that, hey, according to police, I mean, according to reports, he had stabbed someone else. He was accused of stabbing someone else. And of course, when you commit a crime that is a crime of danger to another person, then the police are even on a higher alert. But when you arrive on the scene as police and you see this man is in a wheelchair, don't you try to, don't you say, wait a minute. We're going to arrest him or at least we're certainly going to question him because he's been implicated in a pretty bad crime. So yeah, we're going to question him. And he's in a wheelchair, and you say, hey, Bob, your partner, you're talking to your, Bob, your partner. Hey, Bob, um, I don't believe this. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Bob said, yeah, yeah, Ray, I'm seeing it. Man, are you serious? Is he a double, double amputee? Yep, he's in a wheelchair. Man. Let's, let's try to handle this professionally. Don't you do that? But uh, apparently not because they jump out of the car. Now, we don't see that part. The video begins where they, are, they have their weapons trained on him, and they claim that he was threatening to throw the knife at him. Okay. But when you shot him as he hobbled away on his two pegs, Pretty sure you couldn't have caught him. You couldn't. You probably couldn't have dove behind him and tackled him. You, 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 you probably couldn't have did that, could you? But when he was running away, you actually shot him in the back. A little, a a three foot tall man who was a double amputee. 
There's no justification for this. The police department can't. They, they simply can't justify this. And the American people, what is wrong with you that you would think that this is okay? I'm just asking. Does this make sense? You think this is okay? All I'm going to ask you to do, if you were, uh, look, if you were horrified by Tyree Nichols, you should be just as horrified by Anthony Lowe. I don't care if he did have a knife. Don't matter. When did, when did we appoint police, judge, jury, and executioner? And to be totally honest, a little guy running away from you who was a double amputee, are you that scared? Did you not see a human being? Because I'm beginning to ask these questions now. It's pretty clear that these officers are not seeing human beings, and it just so happens that those people that they're not seeing are black. What's going on here? Should we be concerned? Oh, that's right. Y'all are. This is what you're doing about it. You're marching, you're crying, you're praying, and you're dying. And this continues every day. A couple of shows ago, I shared the New York, the Washington Post article about the police killings over the last eight, nine years. And they have been steadily rising. And even during the time, the height of the George Floyd protest, police were still killing people, particularly black people. Nothing has changed. And all you all can do is march, cry, pray, and die. That's all you got for me. That's all you got for these families. March, cry, pray, and die. Repeat. I'm hoping you're getting mad at me. But don't get mad at me. Get mad at what I'm telling you. All I need you to do is go out and watch the video of Anthony Lowe. Don't care what he did. In that particular case, you shouldn't have to shoot that man like that. These are nothing more than public lynchings. And you even have black people saying, well, you know, he should have complied. That's the first thing you're going to hear. Well, he should have complied. At the end of the day, the first thing that I think you have to do is respect the humanity of a being. In some cases, I understand you can't. But in Anthony Lowe's case, you could have waited that out, bro. Where was when you see Mr. Lowe trying to run? Where was Mr. Lowe gonna go? Come on, man. Where was he gonna hide? I'm just curious. Where was he gonna go?
He had already been identified as a man in a wheelchair stabbed another person. So with that being said, Mr. Lowe wasn't going anywhere. It was He was easily found. You walk through the neighborhood and you say, hey, look, we're looking for a guy in a wheelchair. You seen him? Somebody will say, yeah, that's old, that's old Lolo. He usually be hanging out up there at the store on the corner up there. Somebody going to tell you. He has a description where he can't hide it. He's in a wheelchair. He's a double amputee. So, And then here's the killer thing about it. He jumped out of his wheelchair to run away. So you even had his wheelchair. Where was Mr. Lowe going to run to, man? What, what, he, he probably clocks a 40 in what? 10 seconds. Huh? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to make you understand what happened in this case. And how if you cared about that individual, then you would have, you would not have shot him like a dog in the street in broad daylight. And that's what they did. If you've seen the video, you say, I'm tired of this. Okay? I'm tired. And you should be too. And if not, when are you going to get tired? When I come back, I'm going to offer my solution again of how to stop this. And you don't have to you don't have to fire a shot. You just got to dare to be different because you're destined to be great. They know it. That's why they continue to do to us what we allow them to do. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our forces. Join at radio.com. W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. The Coleman Collection is a bath and body care shop geared for healthy skin. We pride ourselves on using quality ingredients. From body butters to bath products, feel confident knowing we use the finest ingredients forever natural, organic, and cruelty-free. Guys, let us put together a gift box for that special person in your life. The Coleman Collection has something for everyone, including our ever-popular beard balm and beard oil designed specifically for the man in your life. Check out our catalog and order online at thecolemancollection.net. Look, feel, and smell better with organic products from The Coleman Collection. thecolemancollection.net. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering join at radio is for you do you preach or teach do it right here on join at radio.com call me dynamic dave at 855-525-5683 or go to join at radio.com and review our great lineup of shows let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country call me dynamic dave at join at radio.com at 855-525-5683 i'll talk to you soon Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. (laughs) Lord have mercy. I've got to play this um, uh, Ocasio-Cortez piece on the floor today. Um, America, we're in trouble. I'm just going to be honest with you. But right now, we're talking about Anthony Lowe. Anthony Lowe, the w, double amputee, who was shot dead by police as he was running away from a crime that he allegedly committed. I did say double amputee, and you probably said, wait a minute, double amputee and running away don't go together. <laughs> Well, if you if your brain is that quick, I I said that on purpose. Then you're right; it doesn't go together. Double amputee. Let me let, let me say. You say, well, you could probably say, wait a minute, Dave. 
he had his arms amputated, so he was a he, he didn't have any arms, so he he could have still been running. Nah, uh, eh, no, uh, no, that that's not what was the case. No, it it, it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't the case. He had a, a double amputee of the legs. His legs were amputated up to his knees. So when I say running away, you got to understand that Mr. Lowe couldn't have been running too, too fast and too far. But Apparently, this double amputee in a wheelchair, by the way, he jumped out of the wheelchair to try to run away, or hobble away, I should say. And this apparently scared the police to death. Oh, they were, he had a knife. But they didn't shoot him when he was waving the knife. They shot him when he was running away with the knife in the back. <laughs> you understand that, right? You get that? I'm just saying. Remember, we march, we cry, we pray, we die. That's the theme of the show today. We march, we cry, we pray, we die, because that's what's going on. And we don't seem to care to do anything about it except... March, cry, pray, and die. We don't care to do anything about it. Do we? I'm just asking for a friend. Because you need to be as sick and tired of it as I am sick and tired of it. Stop throwing your hands up and say, oh, we can't do anything about this. This is America. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, you know what? You're right. Just like what's going on in the house today. Okay? Just like what's going on in the house today. You're right. They're going to do what they're going to do because you know what? We let them. So, as I'm telling you, there is a solution. Do you dare to do something about it? There is a solution going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. You're going to you're going to lose some friends. But there is a solution. I've been talking about it for a while. The question is, are you willing to do it? Can you sacrifice a little happiness to do this? By the way, I will tell you that the Omega Safe because the latest news with Tyree Nichols, see, all of this is tied in together. They they buried Tyree Nichols to, uh, yesterday. Everybody got up and said their speeches, and they probably wowed people, and they probably, oh, oh, oh preach, Reverend, preach. Amen. Yeah, yeah. We y'all prayed a lot too, didn't you? You prayed at those other ones too. Reverend Sharpton's always on TV before, after one of these happens. Like, well, I'm going to preach at the funeral. So what? So what? 
You're going to preach at a funeral of another black man or black person who has been murdered by police, and you and you're going to preach at the funeral. Who cares? What are you doing about it? You're always on MSNBC talking about your National Action Network. We're going to meet with the president. Meeting with the president ain't good enough anymore. It's time to take this to the streets. And I don't mean by marching. It's time to set up a strategy that says, hey, look, if you don't do something about police, and if you don't like the word defund the police, then we're going to defund your city. We're going to defund your state. And you probably said, well, David, what are you talking about? How can we do that? Stay tuned. I'm going to tell you how. I ain't scared. You scared? And by the way, you won't have to fire one shot. You won't have to pull out one weapon. In other words, I'm about to tell you how to whoop their asses with your minds. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553, 663-1553. 
Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the Friday edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Look, I I, I promise you that I'm going to tell you how we can solve this problem of police brutality. Um, but there are a couple other headlines I want to get to, and I tell you what, let's go ahead and talk about this. So I want to read you an article, okay? And I always reference this this incident that took place as our eye-opening moment on what we can do to solve black problems. You see, I always tell people that see. The God of white people, they'll claim Christianity and they'll say, oh, I love Jesus. And then when they have to apply some of the, the, uh, the teachings of Jesus, that just goes out the window. Because they don't really love Jesus. They just claim they do. Okay? There was an argument on the floor about the Pledge of Allegiance or in committee hearings today in the, on Capitol Hill. And they were claiming that they shouldn't... Um, say the Pledge of Allegiance, and the Republicans are claiming, well, you just don't want to say it because the word God is in it, as if you really give a damn about God, okay? So, <laughs> so, um, so what I want to do here is read an article to you. And as I tell you now and I tell you often that the only reason, the only God that white people worship is money. And the only way to make them change is hit them in their pocketbook. Okay? You got to hit them in their wallets. There's a reason why a lot of these companies, when they get some bad publicity, they're trying to run from it. They don't, oh no, we don't want that. That's going to hurt our bottom line. So you got to hit them in their wallets. Their purses, their coin purses. So how do we do that? very simple it's simple but it's profound because it's going to take some sacrifice okay it's going to take us coming together as a people and saying okay what is the greater good just like we say hey we need reparations and i think most i'd say 75 to 80 percent of black people would say that but if you could make a change on the bigotry and the racism that is going on in this country today, I would argue that 95 to 
I'd say 95% of black people would say, let's do it. See, this is what I mean. We don't have leadership. So let me just read this to you. This is from Sports Illustrated. Uh, the date is November 8th, 2015. The title of this article is Why Missouri's Football Team Joined a Protest Against School Administration. On Saturday, Missouri's football team said it would boycott all football-related activities until school system president Tim Wolf resigned or was fired. Two days later, Wolf stepped down. Oh, do I need to go any further? Let me, can I just read that, that paragraph again? On Saturday, November the 9th, Missouri's football team said it would boycott all football-related activities until school president Tim Wolf resigned or was fired. Two days later, Wolf stepped down. Hello. The football team's involvement added national attention to a growing chorus of campus criticizing Wolf for his handling of several racially charged incidents on campus. Students, lawmakers, and eventually the school's football team were among those who called for Wolf to resign. Missouri's football team may have added national scrutiny to protest against Wolf's leadership, but the system president's resignation announcement on Monday was the culmination of months of unrest. Since the start of 2015-16 school year, several racially charged incidents have taken place on the campus. Now, I'm going to stop there. So let me tell you what the Missouri football team, and I was looking at this article to see if it talked about how much money They would have lost had they stopped, not played. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. That had they not played, and this happens, this happened first in a bye. So they weren't gonna play the coming upcoming week, but they had two weeks to resolve this issue. Now, think about this for a minute. If you've ever been to a college football game, the town literally shuts down and it opens its arms to all of the football fans from all over that state. Hotel, motel tax, restaurant tax, liquor store tax, gas tax. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> strip club tax. You name it. The town literally, some, some towns grow by thousands just on a weekend for a football game. Think of all the revenue that is generated on a given Saturday. I'm not even talking about the revenue that the schools get. And by the way, the cities and state get some of that money too. 
I'm talking about just the secondary money that is earned by people in that city on a Saturday because little black boys are on the team. Hello? Y'all follow me yet? I need to go back and read that paragraph. That first paragraph. I just want to read it again. Because it's important for you to understand that Missouri was going to forfeit about $10 million. And some estimated during that time that would be close to $20 million because you're looking at ticket sales. They would have to refund money. They would also have to pay the opponent that was supposed to come in town and play, or if they were going on the road, they would have to pay if they did not show up under the right circumstances. They wouldn't have to pay. Some people estimated that just one weekend alone, Missouri's football team was going to lose about 25 to $30 million. One weekend. Okay. One weekend. That did not include the ancillary things that they were getting hit with. Okay? That didn't include that either. Now, what am I saying here? Have y'all, are, are y'all following me yet? BFREN, are you with me? By the way, that means Black Focus Radio Network. Are you with me? What would happen? And those of you who have listened to this show, I've talked about this over and over again on a lot of on a lot of sta- uh, cases. What did I say earlier? That if you want to stop this problem, you have to hit them in their pocketbook. You got to hit them in their God, and their God is their wallet, their money. Okay? Marching, crying, praying, and dying ain't working. Y'all did stop that. Just stop. All right? So what you got to start doing is hitting them in their wallets. What better way than to hit your state in their wallet is to have your kid not to go to their school. Look, every year, coming up here in February, here in the next couple of weeks, what are we going to have? If you don't know, I'm going to tell you what. We're going to have National Signing Day. Where is Johnny Black Superstar going? He's going to Alabama. He's going to LSU. He's going to Ohio State. He's going to Arkansas, Texas, you name it. Notice, all of those schools I named and more are white schools. And the only reason that they're on those campuses, to be totally honest, is because of their athletic prowess. And every one of those schools, every one of those schools, or what? They're going to make millions of dollars off of 70% of black players who are play who play college football or basketball for that matter. So much so that the contract right now for college football and it's going to go up even more now that they're instituting a 12 team playoff is close to 1.6 billion dollars. I think the one for college basketball is $1.3 billion. By the way, 
players are not getting any of that money. That money, that's what they're directly earning. Oh, they can go out and earn their own money, but they don't get any of that money. They don't get health insurance. They don't get anything except a chance to play. What if players said, hey, if I can't vote in your state, I'm not going to play in your state. Oh, my mama can't vote in your state? No, I'm not going to your state. What if players did that collectively around the country? What would happen? What would happen? I'm asking you because you said, well, David, that's ridiculous. That don't make any sense. Well, wait a minute. Let me tell you what doesn't make any sense. Marching, crying, praying, and dying. That don't make any sense to me. That, that ain't working. That crap ain't working. So I'm giving you something that will work and will work on a regular basis because when you start affecting a man's pocketbook, it tends to change his outlook. He may not want to change, but when that bottom line starts turning from black to red, yeah, he's going to change. And right now, the number one commodity that you have in our community are black bodies. Think about that. That's from the criminal justice system to the school systems to the to the high school sports, college sports. They're making billions and billions of dollars off of black bodies. But you say you have no control. You have no control because you don't you don't think you have control. You're afraid to be in control. You're afraid to be free. And I'm telling you right now, we have all the control we need. What would happen? What would happen if you told your child to boycott that football game? I just told you what happened in Missouri. We've forgotten that lesson. Wait a minute. Just about every black basketball star grows up in Memphis, and guess where they want to play? At the University of Memphis. Huh. What about black kids in UC, in, in, uh, in, um, in California? USC. UCLA. Pick a city. Pick a city where, what about Dallas? SMU. They want to play for either A&M or Texas. Pick a city where a police murder has occurred. What about Louisville? Oh, they want to play for the Cardinals. We rear our black children to be counter against our movement. Because I can pick city after city. Minnesota. It just goes on. Think about this where all of these black people, Chicago, where all of these black people have been killed by police, New York, Florida. Think about this. We rear our children to want to work against our own special interest because we send them to white colleges and make money off and they make money off of our children yet 
those same children that they're stopped on a corner who are now young men are subject to death. This is no hyperbole here. This is fact. You know, you, you, you do an experiment and you find out, okay, oh, you say this is happening. Because here's, remember, when I was growing up, black people would say that police was abusing our community and we'd get stuff from black from white community. Oh, that's not happening. Where's your proof? According to the police report. And then the Rodney King video came out. And then video phones came out. And there's proof everywhere. There's proof everywhere. Now, so to combat that, what they do, they go and give police what? Qualified immunity. <laughs> what? So yeah, you can go out and you can kill blacks, you can harass blacks, you can do whatever you want, and they can't sue you. And you're not going to go to jail. Wow. So the only way to solve this problem is, okay, all right, so you like to cheer. What's your favorite team, the Razorbacks? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't send my son to play for the Razorbacks. He's going to play UAPB. Or Langston College. Or Southern. Or Grambling. Or Texas Southern. Florida A&M. Whatever the case may be, North Carolina A&T. Tennessee State. And I promise you, I promise you, do you see how desperate they are to win? Let's look at Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders used Jackson State to get a job at Colorado State. And Colorado State was so desperate to win that they hired Deion Sanders. And they're hoping that, guess what? Deion's going to bring some of them little black boys with him. Look what happened when he was at Jackson State. Them little black boys mean dollars. Those little black boys means wins. The more wins they have, the more money we make. We see evidence over and over and over again of how they're using our children to make money and we in our community are being left out. They use it in the criminal justice system. Look at all the black men and women that are in the, in the criminal justice system. They start them early in the juvenile justice systems. And a lot of them, they don't even do any real rehabilitation. Because why would I rehabilitate you and I'm running a private prison? I'm running both the juvenile justice system and the prison system. So guess what? Why would I rehabilitate you when you come in at a 12, 13, 14-year-old kid? I want you to be as incorrigible as possible. I want you to continue to violate the laws. Because guess what's going to happen? then when you become an adult, then you now become a resident of my big prison. And I make anywhere from twenty-one dollars to $25,000 per year per inmate. Hello? They're making money off of our children. And we don't have sense enough to stop it. And if we stopped how they made money off of our children, then all of this would change. 
I know you don't want to hear this. I know you're scared of what I'm saying because it's radical. It's different. It, 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 as I told you, I remember I was in a relationship. And I've never been a violent person. And I told that person, I said, and I put both of my fists up. And I told that person, I said, you, you need to be whooped with these, my fist. Because what she did was so egregious. But what I told her, I said, instead of doing that, I'm going to whoop you with my mind. And I say that often to people who challenge me. No, bro, I'm not going to fight you with my fist. I'm going to fight you with my mind. And that's what we've got to start doing. We've got to start out thinking those who are out for our demise. Because it's clear. And we're running around marching, crying, praying, and dying. And thinking that's going to change something. When are you going to stop and realize that's not changing anything? Unbelievable. You want to solve this problem? Stop your child from playing football on Saturday. Stop your child from playing basketball on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Take one year. Go to your child as an adult and say, look, son, there's a bigger picture here. Look, daughter, because our daughters are also playing sports. There's a bigger picture here. I'm going to need you to stop. And then you go, before you do that, you go to the mothers on that team of all those black players and say, hey, this is what we're talking about doing. We need to do something radical to change what's going on in our streets. Because it's not just about cops killing Black kids. It's about black kids killing black kids. And where are those guns coming from? And why do police continue to ignore where these guns are coming from? They're not coming from our communities. The drugs are not coming from our communities. Yet we are policed. You make units. You make special police units to infiltrate and occupy black communities. Yet you do nothing to stop the money laundering. Where does the money go? Where does that money go when those illegal weapons are purchased in our community? As, as a matter of fact, how are those illegal weapons coming in our community? You say that you need cops to stop crime. Well, the ultimate crime is those illegal weapons, drugs, and violence that continue to plague our community. That's the crime you ought to be stopping. But you don't give a damn about that. So we as black people have got to fight back. And I'm not talking about with guns, clubs, knives. I'm simply talking about fighting back intellectually. Let's stop the flow of their money. What would happen? Just imagine what would happen if that school What would happen if little black Johnny Superstar didn't go to the local university? And you think about this. You don't understand how much power you have. Because 
I am mentioned, I mentioned Power Five schools, but think about all of these colleges and universities around this country who have black people starring on their football and basketball teams. I'm talking about NAIA. I'm talking about these smaller schools. Hello? See, you think you don't have power. You've been brainwashed to think you have no power. Your power is in your children. Dare to be different because you're destined to be great. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. gospel recording artist Tina Adams and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social 
gathering? Joinette Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetteradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetteradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetteradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738. Today, keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you want to join the show. Um, We're kind of staying in the same vein as it relates to police murder. Uh, Just a little follow-up from the Tariq Nichols murder. Of course, as I said on Thursday, they buried him in Memphis. A whole lot of people there. In fact, he... His um, his church was Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church. Well, that's where they had the funeral. 
I guess that was, I don't know if he attended that church or not. Uh, I'm very familiar with Mississippi Boulevard. Actually, early on when I was pursuing Christianity, I actually attended that church. Probably one of the better churches that I had attended in a long time. Uh, that, and of course, I will say the Temple Church in Nashville. Under, let's see, it was Alvino, Reverend Alvin O'Neill Jackson, who was a really cool brother. And then, of course, uh, in, in Memphis, and then, of course, Reverend Michael E. Graves, the late Reverend Michael E. Graves, uh, who was the, uh, the, the pastor of Temple Church. So some other news that has come out, of course, you know, as I said, they had the funeral and all that other stuff. And uh, apparently today, or yesterday, I should say, the uh, Congressional Black Caucus met with the president to do something about it. I don't know why can't this president issue some executive orders, whatever the case may be, uh, but it's really becoming quickly apparent that the Democrats have been feckless when it comes to solving this issue. Thus, why I went through a whole segment and a half about giving you a solution. It will work. We'll continue to talk about that. I've been, I've been talking about this now for years. This is the solution. Okay? This is the solution. But other news that has come out as it relates to the murder of Tyree, apparently three of the black police officers that were, that were involved in the public lynching of Tyree Nichols were part of the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. And that was Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, and Emmett Martin III. So as of January 31st, those former police officers are no longer members of the organization. After learning the former cops were members of Omega Sci-Fi, the fraternity took steps to revoke the memberships of the three charged with murdering Nichols. They released a statement on Tuesday. It says, a few days ago, on behalf of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, we joined with all other caring, thoughtful, decent, and fair-minded people in America and around the world in extending our deepest sympathy to the family of Tariq Nichols. We have since learned that three of our former, three of the former Memphis police officers involved in the horrific incident were members of our organization. That is devastating. Effective immediately, the fraternity has revoked the membership of the three former Memphis police officers and all related privileges they may have enjoyed as members of our fraternity. Wow. Before Omega Sci-Fi announced that they would be revoking the memberships of the former cops, the fraternity put out a statement condemning the police officers who committed the crime. The organization stated that they condemned their actions in the strongest possible way and called on elected officials to put an end to the senseless killings of citizens in our communities by law enforcement officials. Okay. So, there you have it. As I said, 
They had the funeral. Was it Thursday or Wednesday? Maybe it was Wednesday. All the big time dignitaries were in town. All of them had to give a speech, say what they want to say. Yet they ain't doing nothing about it. They're feckless. See, they're really a, see, they don't want freedom either. At least they don't want it for you. They're making millions of dollars. But they don't really care about freedom. It, this, is, this is nothing more than an opportunity for them to move forward with their personal agendas. Hello? And you said, well, Dave, you're being hard on some of these black leaders. No, I'm not being hard on black leaders because we have no black leaders. See, black leaders do and say the things that everybody else won't say. Black leaders don't continually allow their people to be disrespected and murdered. Black leaders have a goal. They have a movement. They have a mission. A mission. We have no black leaders. Okay? Again, this is why this continues to happen. What's next? And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Initially, I didn't plan to spend. I've spent a lot of time on this topic. But I think it's, it's, it's needed. Because we these murders happen. They go away. Then they happen again. We all get upset. We say how terrible it is. But we never do anything about it. We never say, okay. We never have anyone that is of substance to say, okay, look, here's what I recommend. They all get on, they'll all get on TV and talk about how horrible it is and how we're going backwards and this, that, and the other, but they never offer a solution. You know why they never offer a solution? Because the solution is uncomfortable. The solution is radical. They never talk about it. The solution is simple. As I've been saying, it's so simple, it's profound. It simply means that, hey, you've got to make some sacrifice. You've got to decide that you've had enough. You've got to be angry enough to say, that boy could have been my boy. That boy was only... The irony behind Tariq Nichols is he was only 80 yards from his mama's house and he was down on the ground being beaten to death, screaming, Mama. And those black men didn't care enough to stop it because it wasn't about, and I've already heard the right wing is talking about, well, you know, let's just remember that those were black men beating, on, beating and killing a black man. Yeah, we know. Those black men were supporting a white supremacist system that condones that. That's what it does. So it doesn't matter if they were black. What matters is that this system continues to perpetuate itself and until we decide that we've had enough, until we stop marching, praying, crying and dying, it's going to continue. 
It's going to continue. People are afraid to talk about this. People are afraid to say it. But as I told you over and over again, go back and look at the Missouri football team and how it not only scared the university, it scared the nation. Because that was the first time that I can remember in my lifetime where black people said, all right, we've had enough. We're not going to play. We're not going to allow you to continue to use us. We're not going to continue to allow to make you money and you're calling us niggas. By the way, if you remember that story, there was a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Butler who was the president of the African American Student Union. I'm going to look him up, see where he is now. He was on a hunger strike. So you got to really go back and look at this story. He was on, on a hunger strike. And you know what? The Missouri brass didn't give a damn that they had a student on their campus that was on a hunger strike that was dying because they wanted something done. He wanted something done about the racial injustices that were going on that campus. They were, they were willing to let this boy die. It wasn't until the football team said we're not going to play when the Missouri people said, hey, look, hey, bro, Wolf, hey, man, it's been good knowing you, but you got to go, bro. <laughs> he was gone in two days. Again, you don't know the power that you have. <laughs> you just don't, man. You don't know the power that you have. Why do they keep attacking us? Because they know if you ever wake up. Why did they blow the noses off of the statues in Egypt and Africa, sub-Saharan? Because they don't want you to know who you really are. They don't want you to understand your power. They See, you still refer to yourself as a minority. The difference between you and me I tell you all the time that I'm a free black man. And people say, well, Dave, what does that mean to you? Well, right off the bat, it's one simple phrase. I'm free because I'm the majority in this world. I look at myself from a world point of view. See, once you understand that concept, then you'll understand what freedom is really all about. But you call yourself a minority. They don't want you to know. It's time to wake up, black people. You got the power. Don't be afraid to use it. It's kind of funny. I'm watching Iron Fist again. Great, pretty darn good series. This guy about has got this Iron Fist that he's better than everybody, but he's afraid to use his power. Time for you to wake up Iron Fist and realize that you are the, you are the real Iron Fist. We'll take a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. Enjoy that radio.com.
David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the last segment of Black Focus Radio, the Friday edition. I hope you have a great weekend. Don't forget to listen to the weekly sports magazine in the morning, uh, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on joinetradio.com. I'm going to be talking about, uh, we were going to talk about it today, but hey, we got so much other stuff we had to get into. 
I'm going to talk about the 23-year-old woman who decided to play on the 13-year-old JV team. Okay, it's a sports story. I it's, it's just weird, man. And by the way, I have co- co- corroborating evidence that this happened. I happen to have a friend who lives in the area, and he, he hit, sent me a message and said, Dave, this is, I live in this area. This really happened. <laughs> so it's not some internet conspiracy, okay? We're going to talk about, remember, 8 to 10 a.m., Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and all those other things. Uh, it's still, what, another week away, but we'll get into that. I'm sure my son will be on with me as well, uh, and we'll probably get my good buddy Greg Pogon either this week or next weekend to talk about it also and what's happening around the NFL. There's been some changes, so we'll get into all of that. All right, before we go, I want to play this passionate speech by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And what you don't know is that today... In the House, the Republicans decided that they were going to um, basically vote all of the the people that they don't like, the Democrats, off of various committees. Uh, one of them was Ayan Omar. They voted her off a committee. Eric Swalwell was another one. So there was a passionate speech, speeches that were done by Democrats. But I'm going to tell you, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, she laid waste to them. Let's listen and just check this out. As also, as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America. And this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and you all and the Republican Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdi- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an, an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> See, that's the passion. That's potential leadership right there. That's why you need young brothers and sisters up in this joint. That's the passion that we need. Because she's right. And and and, and see the other thing I, I just I spent Literally the last hour we're telling you the solution in solving the problem of white supremacy. Okay? It continues. The other way is to get out and vote. Let me let me tell you about this one. Here's another one. The Ohio Department of Education is investigating an online homeschooling network after reports of parents sharing messages of white supremacy as educational resources, according to a state education official. You know what? I'm willing to bet you that in Ohio, in the state legislature, they are raising hell about CRT. Wait a minute. Why aren't y'all raising hell about teaching white supremacy? 
Here's a problem, but there's little the state can do to change the curriculum. And using and sharing such curriculum does not violate state law. Hello? The review is one of compliance with statutory and regulatory requirements, the official said. Under Ohio law, the state's Department of Education does not review or approve homeschool curriculum. Well, maybe it's time that you do. The homeschooling group has more than 3,000 subscribers and shares content and lesson plans through a social media messaging platform. They share primarily resources of curriculum recommendations for elementary age children. The group's very first message reads, Hello? Hello? We have fought hard. For our right to homeschool our children, one post uh, from December reads, without homeschooling the children, our children are left defenseless to the schools and to the gay Afro-Zionist scum that run them. Among posts with a Thanksgiving copywork assignment showed pages of handwritten Hitler notes. In January... As Martin Luther King Jr. Day approached, a user with the name Mrs. Saxton posted in the channel, it is up to us to ensure our children know him for the deceitful, dishonest, riot-inciting Negro he actually was. Mrs. Saxton continued in January, he is the face of a movement which ethnically cleansed whites out of urban areas and precipitated the anti-white regime that we are now fighting to free ourselves from. Keep in mind that this is a unity study for elementary ages, she wrote. So let me ask you a question, folks. You see what I've been telling you all is that they are concerned about CRT, something that isn't taught. But should they not be concerned about white supremacy? I'm just asking for a friend. Don't get mad at me. He told me, David, I need you to ask a question because I'm scared to ask. And, you know, you ain't scared. So I'm asking for him, okay? I'm asking for my homeboy. What y'all going to do about it? Y'all still going to let y'all kids go to these schools? Play for them, make their money, and so they can propagate their their bigotry and racism. Y'all still good with that? Okay. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned something. Please spread the word. Tag somebody. Tell them about the show. Uh, on Monday or next week, we will start back. With the video as well, I think we've got the bugs worked out of. Well, let's put it this way: I've got a workaround uh, that will be that I think that will work pretty good. Okay, so we'll do all of that. Uh, I've got to buy another piece of equipment. I'll do that this weekend as well. Uh, but uh, all of that uh, and a lot more. That's what we're doing here on Black Focus Radio. Don't forget to join me in the morning for the weekly sports magazine beginning from 8 to 10 a.m. By the way, we do play the best old school bumper music in the universe. We ain't playing about that now, okay? 
Tune in. Last week we were playing the Funkadelics. We turned it out. Turn it out this week too. Don't know who we're gonna play. Might do a little cameo, might do a little print, little time band, you know, a little slave. Y'all know nothing about that. Might even do some spinners. Who knows? You gotta tune in in the morning, 8 to 10 a.m. It's called the Weekly Sports Magazine. I gotta get out of here. Remember, remember, okay? We march, we cry, we pray, we die. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.